that's not how room talk <laughs> works, Matt. Anyway. I'm sorry, meowing is not considered room tone. And no, I'm going to start this podcast right meow. Right meow. Oh, Perfect. sorry. you got to be kidding me. Hi, and welcome to Carbon <laughs> Podcast, episode 369. 369? Well, what? no, dude. Jesse isn't here to make an inappropriate joke, sorry. You don't know the joke. What? 369, damn she fine. <laughs> to the window, <laughs> to the walls. I appear to be... It's wasted on us. That's true. I see, you seem to be... Yeah, Jesse's going to be real disappointed he missed today. Um, I'm not unaware of the song, but I feel like it's one of those ones that is very important to other people of so- somehow. Um, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to episode 369. Thanks for coming, everyone. It's been great. Wasted <laughs> on the two people in the world that don't know Get Low. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. Hi, we're theme, here. Theme song? So, uh, in the brief intermission where the theme song played, I was trying to explain Get Low to Matt and Mel, and... I still got nothing. They <laughs> don't get it. They don't remember it. No. Uh, Never heard it. It's don't lost. know who sings it. Uh, I'm guessing Eminem. Culture is no. different out east. <laughs> I, first of all... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's more than, first of all, than two years old. Does it have fiddles in um, it? <laughs> Okay, first of all, I don't know who to... Okay, let's get this out of the way. I'm Chris Truscott-Brown. Uh, joining me is frequent guest uh, and officially on paper first fan ever, Carl, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Matt Spore. Hello. And so his, That's Carl underscore to you. And his significantly better half... Uh, who is unfortunately not on as often and mm-hmm. usually asleep when Matt joins uh, because Yay. of a different time zone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mel. Yeah, it's a special treat. Yes, <laughs> it's a special treat to actually get you instead of Matt, but we're stuck with Matt as well. It's okay. Aww. I'm but the one who gets honestly, piled on this day. I'm, uh, I'm disappointed I'm, in I'm you the both. Scapegoat today. So That's neither so of them <laughs> know the song Get Low by... Not Eminem, because <laughs> shockingly, Matt. I know more rappers. Uh, okay. What Snoop Dogg? <laughs> okay, it's not Snoop Dogg either. Ice T. It's not Ice T. Keep going. I'm fascinated to hear how many rappers you're aware of. Tupac? Uh, no. Um, Biggie Smalls. <laughs> You're really reaching. How many more rappers are you aware of? Um, like, isn't Lil Wayne one? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. You're doing better than I thought. You There's were. also um, no. I'll give you Lil. Is Lil Bow Wow? No. Oh, okay, I get that was another one. How many I'm up to you now? Like eight. I haven't even counted. I'm just having too much fun. Um, Machine Gun Kelly, isn't he one? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Um, no. Back to Lil. Lil John, like Lil, okay. Pet shop. Are you are you aware of Lil John? That does ring a bell. Yeah, that would have been, I guess, the other one that was uh, not on the tip of my tongue. Okay, this is Lil John and the East Side Boys. It's a song called <laughs> "Get Low." So that's funny because we're now living on the East Side of Canada. Okay. Uh, yeah, that. Yep, that's funny. That's definitely funny. I appreciate it's, it's, your it's what comedic we call an input. Anti joke. Uh, <laughs> no, it's what we call a joke that didn't land, and then we tried to say it's an anti joke because <laughs> that saves face. Honestly, my face is beyond saving. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this is a very special episode because 
how long ago did you guys move away? Uh, almost two years. Yeah, almost two years to the yeah. day. And yeah. the first time since before they moved, uh, Matt and Mel are actually in the studio here with me. So I can actually give Matt withering looks when his jokes are <laughs> terrible. Man, that was a good game. Which one? Um, the um, oh, um, Supreme Overlord or whatever. It was you, you basically had to you had like little prompt cards, but the the goal of the game was someone is your supreme overlord and everyone else is the oh, minions. Yes. And not min, like yellow minions, I mean like orc goblin minions or whatever, who then yeah. have to explain why whatever the prompt card suggests is the was the plan went horribly wrong and you have to pass the blame around to yeah, so you have pass the blame cards and you also have situation cards because it's just like... And everyone's like... Pass the blame. Okay, uh, but explain this. And they lay down the situation card. It's like, how did the goose get involved? And then you, and have, then to, you have to explain how a goose got in involved story. in the story. Yeah. And the uh, worse, and the worse was... you tell the story, eventually the Supreme <laughs> Overlord starts, you know, like, you know what? I've had enough. Your story is terrible. Here's your withering look. Yeah, it was a withering look, and then if you get three withering look cards, you lose. Uh, yeah, yeah you that was a fun game. Get killed. <laughs> Anyone that hasn't played it is not following this conversation, but thank you. That was I me. remembered. Yeah. yeah. Usually, I just get to give Matt the withering looks. It's true. I crave them now. <laughs> it's it's a do. I dark overlord, and mm. there's much ado about nothing. Is I think one of the taglines of the game course but anyway uh i i am certain that you guys have heard the song at least once i will play it for you later yeah you've no, really taken the wind out of my it. sails here uh <laughs> like... but it doesn't matter because getting things wrong is kind of what this podcast is about <laughs> and it's kind of my whole shtick of life yeah but welcome back uh matt and mel have come for a visit how long are you yeah. here like couple weeks uh, we got another like two and a half weeks or so we're here oh so what was your total like three weeks total um, or four? four weeks yeah four weeks plus wow. a couple of days no, so that's exactly four weeks well no, okay. because when I, I had to book yeah. when i was booking the time off it's four weeks. from the job that i got fired is, from is it or it is was... it not 28 days it's 28 days okay Matt, that's okay. four weeks <laughs> <laughs> months you can haggle depending on which months <laughs> weeks they're kind of just a thing we came on Thursday. We leave on Thursday. That's well, weeks. Well, slap me. At thrice that point, it's <laughs> just a matter of how many, which apparently is four. Four, four okay. is the number. Good. Not two. Not three. Mm-hmm. Five is right out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thou shalt pullest out thy pin and lobbest it at thine enemy. <laughs> That's one of those movies that I tried to get Mel to watch several times. You haven't watched it? What movie? She keeps falling asleep oh, through no. Monty Python and oh, the Holy Grail. Oh, this is my sleeping movie. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, usually yeah. if I'm tired, I'll tell Matt to oh, just put on no. that movie and I'll fall asleep <laughs> no. on the couch. Yeah. No, you've, that's you've hurt my, me. That's my sleeping <laughs> you don't, you don't know how to, how to identify a witch? You have to check no, whether I've she weighs never, more than a duck. I've never needed... That that's ever come up in life for me. <laughs> if if she floats on water, uh-huh. she's made of wood, mm-hmm. and therefore she's a witch because witches burn. Okay, I and so your logic. the other thing that floats on water is a duck. Right. So all you have to do is put her on a scale and see if she weighs more or less than a duck. Right. And so they put her on the heavily weighted scale towards the duck side, and the duck is heavier. So clearly, she floats more than a duck does, and she's a witch, and she should be burned. Got it. Okay. It's flawless logic. And that's exactly. what, that's what happens when I sleep. <laughs> I mean, that, that's one scene. It's a funny scene, but the, also... like the find a witch scene is just like a tiny little. It's like Monty Python. What they do is sketch comedy, so the movie has a loose plot, but it's basically scene by scene and bit by bit. And so the right. the witch burning yeah. scene is like one tiny little fragment. Okay. But yeah, that was that was Sir. That was when they acquired Sir Bedivere. Yeah, I think. But the, the, there was like another one where they're just How they're trying to make their way to Camelot. How do you so much? About witch hunting. <laughs> <laughs> I especially like the one, though, where it's like the person is just like, 
Oh, you're the king. I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for a king. And, yeah. that's, and then she just goes on this just, rant about... Uh, honestly, like, uh, like I'm realizing my folly and, about yeah. following this rabbit trail. None of this is going to make her realize how funny this is. Yes. <laughs> it has to be observed. The bits, yeah. one at a time, outside the movie, just robbed from the movie. So oh, do man. yourself a favor... Let's leave this alone. That's true. But Mel, and I'm notoriously bad at you explaining need to, things. You need to actually watch this and not fall asleep during it. Yeah. It is comedic brilliance, one bit and segment at a time. I think one of the things I pride myself on is not watching things that are popular. <laughs> like I haven't seen any of the Harry Potter movies, and I haven't That's, seen hey, any. Uh, of you're, the fine. Hey, hey, you're fine. You've seen None the, of the first Lord of the Rings. two. Okay, I've seen the first two, but not on my own choice. That's true. We were like trying to get her to watch them. Nah. And we got her to repeat watch the first two, nah. but we couldn't get a third one in. Yeah. And not The Lord of the nah. Rings. I haven't read any of those books either. Even I don't I'm... recommend the books. Yeah. I do recommend the movies. I, just... uh, I don't recommend the Harry Potter movies at all. I do recommend the books. Right. As long as you understand, <laughs> they were, whether this was brilliant or just somebody finding their writing chops, I don't mm-hmm. know. But they at least seem to be written appropriate to age. So the first Harry Potter book is a book written for Mm 11-year-olds. And they age up. But by the last one, it's still like a young adult novel. It's written for Mm 17-year-olds. But there's no way in hell that the last two books should be read by 11-year-olds. The books age with the characters. And I don't know if this was the author being brilliant or just discovering better writing techniques and getting better Probably and both. retroactively yeah. claiming. Mm-hmm. But the books do very realistically follow the age. Hmm. The books are written for 11-year-olds, then 12-year-olds, then 13-year-olds, and each one goes through a year of Harry Potter's life, or at mm-hmm. least his semester in school. But mm-hmm. they they age up, and by book four, mm-hmm. that's the one where they, they kind of... Things in three start to get dark, but by four, by the way, the page count of one, two, and three mm-hmm. is less combined than the page and count four. of four. Right. Like, yeah. the books mature a lot. And rapidly. <laughs> at 14 years old, mm-hmm. at, which is kind of when you're reading, at least for average progression, I, I was, like, reading, like young adult into adult books at 13 but Mm -hmm. i was also reading 12 year old books at four so Mm -hmm. (laughs) i that that's not a brag that's just a fact that's that's sort of how my reading went but uh yeah by four is when they start to go like oh um okay i'm i'm gonna it's like when you're on a ride and you're like yeah, I know there's a seatbelt, but this is fine. Like, I'm fine. And then when you go, like, you pick up speed and down a hill and down a really sharp corner, you're like, I'm just going to put the belt on now. <laughs> it's like, things start to pick up and you're just like, oh, okay. I'm uh, going to buckle down a bit more it. and uh, I'm going to take this a bit more seriously. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I respect the series for that reason. I yeah. highly recommend the books. The movies mm. can go fuck themselves. That's they, they, honestly, the best, yeah. the best Harry Potter movie mm-hmm. is the first one because it's full of magic and whimsy and plot be damned. When it's it does uh, follow the that's, books fairly closely. That's because the there's... first book is magic and whimsy and plot be damned. The plot is kind of silly and stupid and like it's very a bunch tropey of little kids getting and, very lucky. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and but it's like the first movie follows that. I don't know again if the first book was written that way on purpose or was just sloppy, mm-hmm. but the first movie is bad and the first book is bad, in an adorable way. I still like the first book, but. Mm-hmm. The two are both bad one to one, and so it's actually the best movie. But even from Chamber of Secrets, which got it was still okay, but a bit worse. And then Azkaban yeah. was, I think, the last good one. But I yeah. think from four to I, seven, yeah. uh, and then seven part two, because because there's too much in here <laughs> to try and cut down. Uh, by the way, book seven 
not nearly as big as book four, and yeah. you put book four in one movie, but you know, whatever. They try to pre- try to pretend it's about the content and not about a desperation of being on the last book and trying to pat it out. Mm. Yeah, that's... I hate that movie series and I love that book series. Mm. And then I don't know, like I, I know that with like the they then decided, what if we could k- keep making Harry Potter movies because they print money? And they're like, well, what else, what other books are mentioned in there? The textbooks. Let's do those. Mm-hmm. And then there's not even like a story within the textbooks. It's just like, hey, this is a guy's name and he wrote these textbooks about animals mm-hmm. and that's where we then get the yeah. fantastic beasts and where to find them one of the books in the curriculum is fantastic beasts and where to find them mm-hmm. written by newt scamander just a silly little name she came up with because it's like well it's a magical witchy book it should have a weird name mm-hmm. why would it be bob smith it should be newt scamander right, so course. he wrote fantastic <laughs> beasts and where to find them uh, volume 1, 2, and 3, etc., following throughout the years. It's like 101, 102, 103, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, it's trying As to follow, colo- yes. follow college courses. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, okay, but who was Newt Scamander? As a person. What also, were now his, it's going to take place in America. What were his mm-hmm. adventures mm-hmm. that led to him writing this book? I don't think the premise is flawed. And actually, the first Fantastic Beast movie, pretty good. When they tried getting into, and this won't make any sense to you, so kind of, uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to explain yeah. things to you. This is just, we'll gloss over it for a second and ignore these names. That's okay, this uh, is fun. Grindelwald <laughs> became a name in 6 and 7. And so it's like, this whole thing with Grindelwald, mm-hmm. what if we bring this into this story? And we, we start to history? expand that. And also, Nagini. I think Voldemort's snake should have a history. Let's put <laughs> Nagini in here. It's just like, it's like the evil villain's hench pet. Mm-hmm. It's like, but what if this is a person that was cursed into snake form? And so the the evil villain's <laughs> pet snake was a person the whole time. Right. Wouldn't that yeah. be interesting? And yeah, there's a plot like, twist I don't want to get into, uh, just in case anyone hasn't seen it. But it's like, I what seen if the second one. what if one of the more famous characters? What if we reveal that one of these other characters we invented was actually their long lost younger brother? Uh, yeah, there's another Ooh. Dumbledore. Sorry, I am gonna spoil it. Oh, you get um. Well, no, it's not yeah. Albus. It's uh, what's his face? Like Alberforth or something? Nope, that's hmm. Dumbledore's older brother. Oh, this is a brand another. new younger brother oh. that nobody knew about. Dun, 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 plot twist because we wanted a, an excuse to make a third movie. It just cheapens it so much. <sighs> and the, the whole thing is pandering. Yeah. I feel like they don't, I don't think they got the option to because uh, then J.K. Rowling decided to like make her stand well, on no, trans rights. JK, and, that's the whole thing. Uh, yeah. J.K. She Rowling. the whole thing. Nah. J.K. Rowling did write the books, but she sold a lot of those properties. You know what? Yeah. They can absolutely, <laughs> at least for the movies, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think they're allowed to write more books without her, but they're absolutely allowed to make as many movies as they want because she sold the movie well, rights the, to Warner you're Brothers. Miss, you're what I'm saying, yeah. though. Uh, no, they can disassociate and throw her under the bus and still make movies. And they can say, we want nothing to do with this author and we don't agree with her opinions and she has no part in this. Mm-hmm. We are making these yeah. next movies entirely without her. They're allowed to do that. They can well, disavow the author. Uh, but people will just not go see them on principle, no matter what no, they say. No, because if they disavow uh, that author... Mm-hmm. publicly and throw yeah. her under the bus That's all you and say do. we're we're just making this anyway it's like we yeah. know you love these <laughs> characters and we're going to make these characters without this hateful person it's, it's like throw like her a, under the bus it's like a fuck you to her yeah throw her so, under yeah. the bus and yeah. it's just like fuck her and everyone's like yeah fuck her i'm gonna go see this movie because yeah. uh yeah. you know that this is sticking it to her because we don't I, like I her heard anymore anything about a third mm-hmm. one though the, it, I guarantee you it's going to happen because well, eventually, it will but... make money. That's yeah, the bottom it's line. Money, it's, it's not about telling a good story or pleasing the audience. It's just like, mm-hmm. will this put asses in seats in a theater? Mm-hmm. Done. 
I guess so. Yeah, and at this point, it's, it's like, it's, it's so yeah, nostalgic they, they, for people. Like, yeah. a lot of people, like... It's like, I grew up watching this well, stuff. Well, yeah, I know a lot of people, and their, like, whole personality pretty much is centered within the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. I so. mean, I'm a fan, but... Yeah. I'm a fan of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I don't think any one thing I'm a fan of can and will define my life. Right. I'm not willing to anchor myself to any ship that firmly which is good i think that's a good thing because it's like if you make your life about a certain thing you gotta kind of endorse every bit of that thing Mm -hmm. and it's like i actually had that i was just this wasn't by choice but i was a really big star wars nerd and star wars expanded (laughs) universe like i love the original trilogy this was long before the prequel trilogy Mm -hmm. and most of the star wars stuff i loved was all expanded universe novels Mm -hmm. and i ran into that voraciously and there's some good stuff like they actually had like a good rogue one series um they had like the whole like yuz han vong saga well, and, that was uh, way Grand later. Admiral even Thrawn, Thrawn and, like, was a fantastic arc, like the, the Timothy Zahn uh, trilogy that officially in the expanded universe. Uh, before we actually had a sequel trilogy, uh, it was that, and it was Heir to the Empire, The Last Command, and uh, no, what was it? No, Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, and Last Command. Sorry, <laughs> those books are really good. They mm. just they don't fit anymore because we had nothing. It's like at that time as Star Wars fans, we knew that there was a war. Mm -hmm. It was called the Clone Wars. And it was just like Obi-Wan mentioned to Luke. It's like, oh yeah, I fought with your father father in the Clone Wars. And we're just like, wait, the what now? Cool, there were Clone Wars. That sounds Mm -hmm. cool. Like that sounds intriguing. And so that's all anybody had. And so this author, Timothy, Timothy Zahn, he wrote this entire backstory on what he thought the Clone Wars were. And honestly, his version was better than what Lucas eventually came up with. Yeah. So that Thrawn trilogy was, I think, the I... best Star Wars prequel or sequel out there. And then it fell apart with... Uh, partially in The Phantom Menace is when it started to fall apart, but then Attack of the Clones really started to make it fall apart because not only did that contradict everything that was established in the EU because he sort of set the tone and everyone just kind of went along with it. So there were like probably like 20 to 30 books and easily 10 to 15 that were actually good and readable that were set in this new established universe uh, like, they all sort of followed one after the other, and they were officially endorsed by Lucasfilm, so they were official canon at that time. Mm-hmm. And so everybody started writing upon what everyone else had written. And there were... Yeah, so all of a sudden you had probably, all of these really good books fleshing out the Star Wars universe. Yes, exactly. And then Phantom Menace came out, and it was just like, lol, nah, just kidding. And you threw out tons of good story... Yeah. to make that so story make for and, uh it's just by phantom menace it was not great but by attack of the clones everything like based on that one story and then expanded upon several times like this was established fact about what the clone wars were at this point and then the yeah. movie just took a big dump on it and mm-hmm. And wrecked it. And it's just like, I get that it was always established. The order of canon Mm -hmm. was movies first, books second, video games third. Right. Excuse me. Um, But following that, all the good books got shunted aside when a movie came out because it's like, well, movies first. And now it's just like... Yeah, this is what the Clone Wars actually are. Uh, so then, go fuck yourself. Yeah, then, and got, like, then the they animated series of the Clone Wars along with. Yeah, like... they de-established the canon, and I think honestly, I was a huge Star Wars nerd from the movies, but also from all the books, and it was 
I inadvertently just, I was really excited about something I was really passionate about. And inadvertently growing up, I just became that guy. I was just the Star Wars guy all the time. Yeah. And, you know, not really popular for that reason. I, <laughs> I would, I would, uh, I would have better social judgment now <laughs> and pick my battles. But yeah, I was just always ready to talk about star wars because it was something i was really excited about and honestly when Y'all i was like space huh when i was talking about star wars it usually actually wasn't about the original trilogy of movies as much as i liked them it was this amazing universe that all these wonderful books i was reading were leading me into and introducing me to mm-hmm. and and yeah i just became that guy for a while right and I still tried to really, really love Star Wars after Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I did convince myself that it was still wonderful and I still loved it. And then after Attack of the Clones, I was like, <laughs> yeah, Where's Frodo? That was, that, that was, <laughs> no, that was wonderful. I really liked it. I still like this franchise. I need a minute. <laughs> it's like yeah. I was trying really hard to still love yeah. this franchise, but like mm-hmm. it was getting ruined before my very eyes. Yeah, That's and rough. by the time we, like we, I watched, we basically learned uh, that George Lucas, in fact, needs to have not him as the producer because he can direct, but he needs someone to rein him in when yeah, it's like he George, this is a bad idea. You shouldn't do this. Yeah, McCollum, Rick McCollum was the guy. Uh, yeah. McCollum came across as an asshole. Mm-hmm. But you needed an asshole, because like George Lucas, he he tried to make the movies he for was, kids without realizing his audience was everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and so you got a whole lot of. But crap, that wasn't like, the only misguided yeah. thing. But basically, I think he was misguided the entire time, and he had this idea, and then his producer Rick McCollum was just like, "Okay, that's cool, but let's for half a second pretend we're not retarded," and maybe just do this instead and like somebody was like able to tell him no and rein him in and as soon as like he was just he was nobody during that trilogy yeah and as soon as he was like the guy that made star wars at that point nobody got to tell him no yeah and i mean look at episode one two and three Mm -hmm. progressively this getting and and realize what happens when nobody (laughs) tells him no your he... new empire. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, sorry, I just <laughs> he did and line. still does have <laughs> lots of good ideas. Because y'all but remember Strange Magic? That was another movie he wrote and directed. His I've ideas, exactly. <laughs> his ideas exactly. need to be <laughs> tempered. They're great raw material, and they need to be tempered and focused and Mm -hmm. polished and then they'll be good Mm -hmm. but the problem is the sequel trilogy like seven eight nine that was past the point of trying to just make a story in the star wars universe which is why all the expanded universe books not all of them but quite a few good ones that i liked that was why they were good it's like here's the universe i want to tell my story in it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then force awakens with somebody like i want to just tell a star wars story and basically it's kind of a mirror image of a new hope with some variations and yeah. it's like jj just... abrams was like all like had his like huge boner for the what's the mystery box yeah, but instead of trying to tell like, a story in the Star Wars universe, he tried to tell a Star Wars story. And it was like, there were some fun moments, but the whole thing, it didn't feel like an homage, it felt like pandering. Mm-hmm. Then, I didn't actually like the second one. No, the Last Jedi? Yeah, I didn't actually like The Last Jedi. But I respect The Last Jedi. I do mm-hmm. not think it was a bad movie. Mm-hmm. I dislike certain things due to my personal opinion. And it's not perfect. There were some things that were done badly, but no worse yeah. than any others. I don't think it was a bad movie. 
I don't think it was a movie for me. I disliked it, but I appreciated that it was actually interesting and it was basically trying to be a film version of what I fell in love with with the expanded universe. It's like, I'm not going to tell a Star Wars story. I'm going to tell a story in Star Wars. And it tried to just like change things up and tell something new. And I really respect that. And so yeah. I don't want the fact that I didn't like it to take away from it. Cause mm-hmm. I do respect it yeah. even though I didn't like it. And there were several, uh, like yeah. if you're getting into but... Star Wars expanded universe books, you could probably give the crystal shard a pass. That one's super weird. I remember it's, all these titles. I don't remember any story. You're good if you don't remember Crystal Shard. It's <laughs> just like you don't have to waste your time. What was? It's was that one of the ones? Weird. Who, it's no, wait, super weird. I think it was called Dark Saber. Isn't that one where they like like the Huts got their hands on like uh, Dark proto, Saber? Like yes, that was one a, where yeah. I can't remember his name. I remember he had like a big blotchy birthmark over his eye, but it was like. Yeah, it was one of the huts, uh, and then uh, Admiral Dalla, she actually came up in other books, so that character progressed through it, but it yeah. was the huts getting wind of the dark, like the Death Star plans and trying to make a Darksaber uh, because uh, they combined the Death Star plans with the lightsaber plans and basically made a planet-sized lightsaber handle that would make like a blade that you couldn't really swing the planet around but basically you get close enough and you point this planet at Mm -hmm. anything and you activate the blade and you just cut it in half because you've made the biggest lightsaber Mm -hmm. and that one was weird that was not as weird at like what was in crystal shard i'm trying to remember (sighs) i I got i literally got nothing but the title (laughs) I think that's the one this where is all back there was from my high a school weird, uh, like you read these in high school. Jelly a bunch of them. Monster oh. called Haru. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not ringing any bells either. Uh, hang on, I want to pull up the. Um... This makes me think of. Um... And by the way, this oh, was written oh. by R. A. Salvatore, who has written very many other good Star Wars books, including <laughs> he was the one that launched the uh the new jedi order the one with the yuzan vong which you were mentioning it's right. like basically that was a turning point in the expanded universe novels kind of just before they started getting completely dismissed because it's like the expanded universe still kept going as like basically an alternate universe mm-hmm. uh all throughout the prequel trilogy when they started getting wind of this sequel trilogy is when they started decanonizing all the uh, the previous novels, but eventually when, they when got it was sold to Disney. Disney made like an official statement, being like, "These are all now Star Wars legends. They are no longer canon." And everyone's yeah. just like, "This okay. is terrible." <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that that might not be. Um... Though every once in a while they'll be like, "You know what? That was really good. Let's bring that into mm-hmm. canon again." And so like. You know how like I've been watching. I that might one. be totally wrong. Well, you look that up. Um, one of the series I've been starting to watch now is The Bad Batch, which Mel keep, very much yeah. she she miss um misread it as the bad bitch. I, it's just called <laughs> the bad bitch now. That would be a much better series. <laughs> it's it's funny because I I'm I haven't watched the latest couple, but I kind of feel like they kind of made one of the main characters. Um, it's like. Because basically, it's following a bunch of like modified clones. Um, for anyone who hasn't watched it, but there's like the, the one modified clone that they have is like a clone basically that has almost the original DNA from um, uh, Django Fett, which um, is basically very similar to like Boba Fett everyone is familiar with, but this one is like, or this clone is female. So I'm kind of wondering if maybe that's going to be part of what's going on with it, because it turns out she's just like really smart as a um, like tactician. Uh, but that's as far as I've gotten so far within it. But uh, one one of the things within that that they introduced was um, Grand Admiral Thrawn, which within the Empire being very synonymous with like uh, like Nazis and like their purist ideas and stuff. A lot of uh, a lot of like the generals and leaders within 
the the empire were all human because they were very like xenocentric that way this grand admiral thrawn was a different kind of it was like an alien mm-hmm. but which was weird for them but basically came about because he was just that good yeah and he basically had like a bit where he was very much into art and interpreting art so if he was going into battle against like another general he'd try and find a piece of art that they made and he'd be able to fully understand. Or even understand. what they like, but yeah. really to understand cultures. He looked at that culture's art. It's like, I will understand the culture if you show me their art. Mm-hmm. And that's, that makes sense. that's and it's, pretty it, brilliant, but that was all from, villain. that was all from that uh, Thrawn trilogy um, in yeah. the expanded universe. Mm-hmm. But Timothy Zahn is one of the best authors of star wars expanded universe uh kevin j anderson is another one um but timothy zahn was good enough that they actually approached him when they decanonized all the expanded universe stuff they were like no but for real that thrawn character we like him and i know we officially said that we're decanonizing all the stuff written previously yeah could you just do us a favor and like <laughs> can... rewrite that character into the new canon because yeah we we sort of straight up really <laughs> like him and I, like I, I think they brought him is... back specifically in Star Wars Rebels yes as one of the villains yeah. but they wrote some novels with him brought him back in Rebels um I don't know I yeah. really hope he shows up in uh, Mandalorian season three because that would be good. they they mentioned him. And well, the, the, one of the other things they added in from the Mandalorian was the dark saber. Yeah, like, and not the one that we were talking about with like the planet size one, but the one of the things during it's the Mandalorian in wars the Clone was, wars. or yeah, yeah, was this when or I thought it was like when the um the no, old this Republic was, from was fighting Sorry. Mandalorians. Yeah, you guys are saying so many okay. words, and like I just yeah. I don't know. No, okay. fair my enough. Star Wars okay. knowledge is like I've seen. I was long, long and short <laughs> of it is. It was a lightsaber with a black blade, okay. which was a very unique thing. And it was like whoever holds this can run Mandalore. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it's the a Empire planet got their hand slash on it. species. Um, <laughs> but no, I mentioned R. A. Salvatore. He did write the uh, the first book in the New Jedi Order, and this was where a group of aliens from outside the galaxy that Star Wars is in. Mm-hmm. who hate technology they invade and they've got like biotechnology everything so they have like living ships that have gravity manipulation to do uh faster than light travel instead of technology mm-hmm. and so they hate technology yeah. and this was a huge arc for a while uh and it was the arc that the, killed chewy yeah spoilers chewbacca yeah. uh okay. from the original trilogy chewbacca died? he died it's in the, the first book okay. of that series i like him and everybody no but everybody got so mad and this was like mm-hmm. it made sense he had ha- had actually a pretty badass death and you know what people die sometimes mm-hmm. and it wasn't like he didn't die like a bitch uh which is a quote from Sam Jackson with Mace Windu. He didn't want to die like a bitch. And then in the movies, he died like a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Chewie died while roaring his defiance at a moon that was being dropped on him. That's pretty badass. Right. Um, With the gravity manipulation, they basically pulled a moon down onto a planet to destroy it. Okay. And he survived. And he knew he was one too many uh, for this ship escaping and they wouldn't his weight was too much because he's big mm-hmm. and, and he so he just the last of he hit Leia's he hit the and... uh the takeoff button and then jumped off and it mm-hmm. was like no way no and he was just like nah you go i got this and then he just like rode at the moon as it landed on him and i was like that's pretty badass right. mm-hmm. uh this author he was... got so much hate he actually got death threats in the mail because it's like you killed Chewbacca, I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker! Watch your front door, and it's just like, yeah, that's um, that happens. Okay, mm-hmm. it's like, maybe uh, don't take this shit that seriously. Yeah, but it's anyway, like, when if you're gonna write a compelling story with a compelling villain, there has to be something at stake. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like I think that like I know that that's part of why everyone got so into Game of Thrones when it came out because it's like, oh, you really like this character? Cool, they die next book. And it's like, what do you mean Wait, they die? Which next one? Book? All of them. What? <laughs> yeah. But so anyway, another series. I don't know. That's true. We haven't. <laughs> I have that not. That one's on read, the list though. Cause I like, have not read any of the uh, Song of Ice and Fire book series. Mm. I have watched the entirety of Game of Thrones. I still haven't watched the last I season, liked and I some don't of it. know when I will. Uh, I did take that tone for what it's worth. Yeah. But anyway, I brought up R.A. Salvatore incorrectly, even though he did that with the other Star Wars books. He did write a Forgotten Realms, which is in the D&D franchise novel called Crystal Shard. I was looking for the Crystal Star, oh. written by... Vonda N. McIntyre. Not familiar with anything else she's done. But... Excuse me. Summary. On Munto Kodro, Jason, Jaina, and Anakin. So that's Jason and Jaina are twins, uh, son of Han and Leia, because they got married. Mm -hmm. And then Anakin is their next son, uh, named after his grandfather, because... Anakin is Darth Vader, is Leia's father. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jason, Jaina, and Anakin are kidnapped by a man named Hethrer. Their mother, Leia Organa Solo, immediately dispatches a rescue operation. Meanwhile, Leia's husband, Han Solo, and brother, Luke Skywalker, go to Crusade Station on a supposed, supposed vacation and learn of a secret cult that influences the Crystal Star, which could possibly threaten the very existence of the galaxy. Hethra continues to manipulate the children for several days as he leads the Empire Reborn, an organization looking to resurrect the Galactic Empire. Eventually, Leia and Chewbacca manage to rescue the children, but Hethra is still connected to the events that transpire around the Crystal Star. After an intense series of events, Hethra is killed, the Crystal Star explodes, Crusade Station moves out of the area beforehand, and Luke, Leia, Han, and the children are safe. That I feel like I got a twist summary <laughs> was bad. Mm-hmm. The, the book is worse. Actual book is it's it's bad. Is that the same one where like the kids are like when they're kidnapped they're like kidnapped with C three PO or something? Critical reception was generally hostile. It was dubbed. The most derided novel in the entire expanded universe in a 2013 retrospective with criticized elements, including recycled plot elements from other EU novels, such as the solo children being kidnapped and Luke losing his force powers, as well as the novel's stranger aspects making little sense, such as centaurs and werewolves in a science fiction setting, and Luke <laughs> joining Hethra's transparently evil cult. Wait, is it is that also the same one where they introduce like the Isalamiri? No, Isalamir are part of the uh, the good trilogy, uh, like the Thrawn trilogy. Right. Uh, oh. Those are so a native species, uh, indigenous to a certain forest on a certain planet, that, due to a unique survival trait of the dominant predators on that planet, hunting through a force sense. Mm-hmm. have exuded a force-neutral bubble. And so basically, one ingenious uh, like pirate lord, he discovers a way to sort of transplant these things that are sort of like, they're basically force-neutral sloths. Like, yeah. they're chained basically to a tree. Like, they actually it's a symbiote relationship with this tree that they wrap Mm. around. Uh, So you can't really (laughs) remove them from this tree or they'll die. Mm. But he found a way to basically cut out the piece of the tree that they're on and keep that piece of the tree living to keep that creature living. Mm. But basically you wear this apparatus with this tree trunk and this animal on your back, you've got an anti-force bubble and you get close enough to any Jedi. They can't Mm. use the force. Okay. And and so these force-neutral creatures are used to great effect against Jedi. That was a cool concept in uh, mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. story. 
I, I'm just trying to find. Mm -hmm. I don't know if. Uh... Yeah, I promise I'm well read. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't read much uh, expanded universe. I I have not read much of like anything popular. I, That's super. Fair. I don't know you how read, this like, almost more Mark this... Twain than I've ever read. Like, I don't know how this almost this entire episode got on to. Uh... To... weird things that you're not aware of <laughs> and i'm so, you, uh, you said sorry. you weren't a star wars guy anymore <laughs> uh, i'm back to the star wars guy that i used to be yeah <laughs> but i had to really start disavowing the series after mm -hmm. all this other junk started coming out like yeah. pretty much after attack of the clones i was like eh, yeah. nah nah i i used to like star wars back when yeah. it was good Mm -hmm. I know I, I kind of mentioned it when you started talking about Attack of the Clones, but like, I still can't get over my experience watching um, Revenge of the Sith because yeah, like I've in... only watched it once because I I swore to myself that I would never watch it again after I watched it once. Fair, mm. and I've but lived like, up to that. Well, the if you if you happen to have been with me in the theater, mm -hmm. you would have experienced someone who came in very clearly drunk and kept yelling at the screen such wonderful lines as where's frodo and oh they were killing the kids <laughs> and Wait, it's just were you said drunk person no okay. i was not okay i was a child it, it sounded so like you were <laughs> no. you were describing it like that Sorry, i was, was just like it wasn't Wait, me what was no like, no no the no, this is me, like still in high school, but no. Someone, no but also, someone I was like, the I know what age they you were when that movie came out, and I was just like, really? No, like, I was no. not hammered. I was hoping to possibly have a good time, you know, nah. contrary to what movie we were watching. But no, the person was like two rows behind me and just would not shut up the entire movie, mm. and was like on their phone and just chatting. Yeah. And like at one point, like the guy like that was sitting in the row between us, like turned around and was like would you freaking shut up? At which point she then kind of like calmed down a touch, but she was still like visibly drunk. Hmm. So I guess that's one way to watch I a Star Wars movie. I feel like actually... Or maybe that that's the way to watch that Star Wars movie. If I ever maybe have to watch... she was ahead of her time. If I actually ever have to watch episode three again, mm -hmm. I would like to be drunk significantly while I do so. Okay. It might make those <laughs> lines sound a little bit better, yeah. It's like, I have brought peace... And prosperity to my new empire. Your new empire? <laughs> like, we, we only keep, the Sith deal in absolutes. We keep doing that voice because that happens. That's <laughs> in, the voice that Obi-Wan cracks up. It's, it's bad. Okay. Don't it's watch those movies. Okay. Yeah. Do read the some of the... Yeah. I can't. Uh, or at the very least, I play the Lego Do, Star Wars because you, know you don't have to have nah. any of that terrible voice. I just, nah. I just enjoy the like response I get telling people that I haven't read the series more <laughs> than the enjoyment I would get from actually reading it. Because once I decided I was going to like go into English as like my major and keep going with that, I was like, maybe I should read these books because they're popular. But it's just too much fun to tell people I've never read the books. <laughs> and the I can't thing. give that up. I can't give I that don't... up. Well, what books do you read? <laughs> I well, don't... let me tell you. <laughs> I don't think you'll get anything. Mm -hmm. You might enjoy them, but out of your actual academic career, I don't think you'll get anything out of the expanded universe novels. I think, honestly... My unpopular opinion, mm -hmm. considering how popular they are, mm -hmm. I think it would be educational for you to read the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Because mm -hmm. oh, it it's would be not actually good. I know. It's it, like it's it fascinating be, but... to me, and a lot of people disagree. It's fascinating to me how popular it is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when it's actually really like not well written. it's well right. researched which is what i've heard a lot but it's about. not well written like it's just not as, worth it to me though i as like a, yeah I thrive on not having <laughs> yeah uh, no as a <laughs> as i as a historic <laughs> collection mm -hmm. of knowledge like a compendium of a universe that doesn't exist mm -hmm. holy shit he's thorough He's right. way thorough. There's mm -hmm. like a whole world there. Like he didn't bother to write novels. He wrote history books and compendiums and like of this world the, that doesn't exist. He wrote yeah. so many 
educational books. Like mm-hmm. he wrote several languages to just he to be, wrote the yeah. school books about this world. No, yeah, and the history I've, books. I've read all about him. I've but read he didn't actually so much, write novels but... that were good or fun. Yeah. It's like reading through that series mm-hmm. is like reading a history book to me, which can be fun sometimes. Once in a while, you're like, oh, this one's cool. But most of history to me is like... That's, and that's, like, that's the one we, little bit of a difference to the with good the good part. Like, you see, that's the thing. The Hobbit, he actually has writing skill because The Hobbit is a character in this world writing a fictionalized, sensationalized version of his tales in this world. The Hobbit is a novel written by a character in this world. Isn't and so the it's Hobbit and written... The Lord of the Rings the same thing? No. It's, it's the same. It's, it's not. the same world, but it's not it's the same. It's the same world. <laughs> no. It's one of the characters, but The Hobbit is one of the books that <laughs> one of the characters wrote. <laughs> the, Lord, actually, the Lord of the Rings is a narrative of like it's No, The Lord of the Rings the is a history book. It's all the, yeah. the Hobbit is a novel within that universe. So I would recommend The Hobbit over The Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings books are boring. Hmm. Now, when you take that, that yeah. as the source yeah. material mm-hmm. and you make exciting adventure action movies out of that narrative, mm-hmm. well, it's the same thing as a lot of, like, like yeah. the tale of Achilles. Mm-hmm. In the original Greek novels, pretty boring, dry, mm-hmm. not all that fun. Yep. But when you make Brad Pitt Achilles in the movie Troy, yep. and have him like jumping all punch, over people, stabbing him in the back, it's punch like, it up a little bit, and you like you give it some character, oh, yeah. and it's like that makes it fun. You make a narrative out of history, mm-hmm. and so if Lord of the Rings is history, it's just it happens to be fake history, but it's still history. You need yeah. to, like, punch it up and make an exciting narrative out of it, which Lord of the Rings movies do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the books are about as exciting as a history novel, which, unless you pick and choose bits and pieces, if you read the entirety of any single yeah. history collection of, like, certain culture, certain time, certain person, whatever, history is fucking boring. Sorry, people yeah. that are history nuts. History is boring that's actually funny give me my some... master's thesis was like on history that, well <laughs> i mean just one opinion i think no, history is boring it's a fair opinion. i think it's yeah. history has think... appeal while nobody else knows it and you can share new information mm-hmm. after that and everybody is... knows it but no one cares it's like stop repeating history mm-hmm. is useful mm-hmm. like doctors are useful Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go get a medical degree, but I'm really happy that a lot of people have it because when I get mm-hmm. hurt, I want someone to take care of me. Right. Yeah. Mm. And no, that's fair. <laughs> history is really important. I will never try to devalue history. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. I just don't think it's interesting or fun in a narrative sense where you just you want to like punch up the action. That's not there in history. I feel history like it is bland on and the kind dry. Of history books there are reading, there are sections of it that mm-hmm. are exciting mm-hmm. but i think the point of history is you have to put all of it yeah and life isn't always exciting life has but exciting what's things exciting to me in <laughs> life has exciting moments mm-hmm. in monotony yeah and unfortunately I history if it's gonna monotony. be <laughs> if history's gonna be accurate you have to mm-hmm. do all the monotony yeah you don't get to do uh world war one and then World War Two, because mm-hmm. those are the exciting things. Mm-hmm. You got to do the period in between the Great War and World War Two, which right. is funny because the Great War didn't have the title World War One because we're never going to do that again. Yeah. And like, how many short years was it until it's like, nah, never mind, we're going to do it again anyway? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. all the Germans that was back fun. to its old antics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like World War the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was wondering that you mentioned the wars, though. Like, literally, that's, like, what Mel wrote her thesis on. Yeah. <laughs> so, specifically, the first one and what happened in Russia. Yeah. So. Damn Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Those crazy Russians. Fucking Russia. Am I right? No, d- My I... family's from Russia. It's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought your but, family was German. Yeah, they're Russian-German. Oh, okay. Which is Fair its enough. own interesting history thing, which Chris will now explain how is boring. Which but you no. can read about all in Not... your thesis necessarily but no it's i'm not gonna here i'm not gonna blanket say all of history is boring i'm saying history requires you to tell the non-exciting bits along with 
the right. exciting bits. It does. You but... have to pick through to find the exciting bits. And for me, I'm more about a narrative than I am about fact. And mm-hmm. so right. I, I'm i more after the exciting bits. So <laughs> this is like eating a shrimp salad and you're just like, you're not really into the salad. And it's just like, oh, there's a shrimp and mm-hmm. there's one. It's like, oh, yeah. oh man, were there only three shrimp in this salad? <laughs> Uh, it's, it's like, like now finish your bowl. That's that's like the salad is actually good for you. I'm not saying it's bad. Mm. Oh no, I want I want to pick out the shrimp, and then I'm just like, oh, there were only three shrimp in this salad. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call it a disappointing salad, even though the salad wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. I'm the shitty person for being disappointed in the Valid. salad. No, but, but that's, that's kind of what I'm after. I want that's the, super the fair. Yeah. fluff and the narrative and the, like. I want yeah. the exciting swashbuckling action. It just depends I on like your definition of want... exciting. Like I'm super excited by like oh like what are the foods that they ate and like where did they live and like how did they like move from place to place. That's like mm-hmm. like I, the war am, stuff and the fighting. I'm like okay, we hear into about that, that sometimes. But... Mm-hmm. But it, it just um, depends on your definition of exciting. Different things are good for yeah. different people. This this is nearly at time. Yeah. And this did not even go remotely how I thought it was going to be. No. I thought like, <laughs> hey, you guys are back from Fredericton with Tales of Adventure. And then we just talked about... Well, realistically, it's most of the good stuff... The whole time. <laughs> if you've if you all been following the podcast before, then when I do like... like um, and when I am able to join, I usually tell the good stuff, mm. specifically things like when we almost drowned in the ocean because it was really windy, or <laughs> when um, we both got sunburnt or whatever. When my eyes uh, like almost yeah. shut because they burnt. So yeah, like much. we we basically were out on the ocean for three hours with no sunscreen, and Oof. Mel um, just about turned into a proverbial lobster. Yeah, my eyes like started to swell shut. I could only like see like through the slits of my eyes and it's, I like set up like the voice thing on my phone cuz I was like if my eyes fully swell shut, I need to be able to call Matt still. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> it it was real I've, bad. I've had that um but <laughs> way before the ages of smartphone. Mm-hmm. When I was about 8 years old, yeah. I this wasn't due to sun, but I was severely allergic like to histamine allergies like hay fever Mm -hmm. uh, like to the roof um i would get basically completely blinded because my eyes would swell up so much Mm. i i couldn't open them Mm -hmm. and i had to be like someone take my hand and guide me like i was blind due to hay fever like it was bad that's rough but it's um, scary scary i grew out of it Mostly, I uh, I do still get the watery eyes and the bit of the sniffles, and mm. I do get some yeah. days that are really bad, like really bad in that my nose is running and I have to go blow my nose frequently enough mm-hmm. that if I'm using a, like I'm at work and they maybe don't have the best toilet paper, uh, I'm using a not soft enough toilet paper and I'll actually start to get like abrasions on the bottom mm. of my nose and like start to scab mm-hmm. up a little bit. Oof. But mm-hmm. that level of bad isn't as bad as going blind yeah. due to how mm-hmm. much your eyes get swollen. That's super fair. Um, but yeah. So I think... It did make for Matt, some interesting poetry, though. Matt has mm-hmm. teased enough stories that uh, if you guys are still in town, are you guys both coming back next week? I, th- I think maybe? we probably could. Yeah. Probably could. Okay. Mm-hmm. I won't hold you to it because I just put you on the spot. But <laughs> hopefully... Mm-hmm. Um, and we can razz Jesse a little bit. Is he on a new shoot or something? Or are we not uh, talking about his I think so. Okay. Because I, I actually just... did bring stuff that I could do some recording with him as well. That would Excuse be me. interesting. Mm-hmm. That wasn't. Sorry. That hasn't changed. No. Good I point. I don't think it ever will. No, it's like <laughs> early on my body realized that it like accumulated gases and then around age two or three, it learned how to dispel them and it's been downhill ever since. I'm just happy if you don't say words as you're burping. Yes. If I say burp while I burp, it's the worst. No, the Um, worst is when you say woof when you burp. I can't, (laughs) I can't with them. (laughs) The onomatopoeias don't work so well. They're not okay. It's, it's, yeah, (laughs) that is, that is how I get myself into trouble. 
And I think I did mention earlier that I crave the trouble sometimes. Those are the ones that I don't crave because I do respect <laughs> my wife and love her very much. Oh, you do. And, <laughs> and although <laughs> I do um, razz her constantly, um, yes, that is a thing that I try to do and be nice to about. Duh. On that Bye. note, uh, <laughs> nope, I have one more thing. Uh, just give me a second. Oh, we didn't even touch on Luke Skywalker gets married. No, yeah. no, too much Star Wars. Okay. Too much. <laughs> too okay. No, okay, one Mel's more calling thing. it quits. Uh, <laughs> one more second, because I want to close on something. He has a son named Ben. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, better with tef- technical difficulties, but I got it figured out now. So, I need you for this portion. Mm-hmm. For both of you to put on headphones, please. Okay. Ermagersh, Herd Ferns. Move this back for me out of the way. I'm going to have to get all sneaky. Is is that going to work? Are you going to teach us? Yes. Okay, good. I love learning. (laughs) I'm very close to the mic now. That's fine. It's cracking. Oh, yes. Wait, what? Shouldn't mine be connected to the uh, the Rockstar pod? No, it's connected directly to the thing. Okay, because it would be a whole lot easier if it was. It doesn't work that way. No. I'm basically being very intimately... Um... It'll just be for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, microphone. <laughs> it's staring okay. at me seductively. Okay, in order for Matt to be uh, close to a microphone and on headphones, uh, he is very uncomfortable. But I just need you guys, feel free to talk over it. I need you guys to just hear this at least once. I'm sure you've heard this. That's about as much of that song as I got, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, anything further. And you everyone to, like, has heard to the window, to the wall, till sweat drip down my balls. Yeah, all them bitches crawl. I I have heard this song. Yeah. I've never been like nope. As I like, I never knew who um did this song because I don't usually listen to this, this music. A... But I feel like it's hard to like be alive and not know this song. Exactly my point. <laughs> it's not my favorite song. Yeah. I'm seeming like a way bigger fan of the song than I am, but like, mm-hmm. is it like yeah? What, what movies to... is it in? Because I've never seen those movies. Uh, it's in White Chicks comes to mind, but that's not a good movie. I haven't watched it. Yeah, don't need to. Yeah, you don't need to watch that yeah. one. Um. It's, is it in, is it in just, any of the Fast and Furious movies? Because I haven't I seen don't those either. Know. <laughs> it's just around. It's like I don't listen I don't, to rap. I don't, I don't go out of my way to find I it. Don't I don't go out either. of my way to listen is, to it, and I don't pay attention rap. when it's on. It's, it's if I just, have heard this, it's, it's not one of those a, songs that's out there. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like everywhere. I've heard it in, like in passing. It's not a song that I, like I have on my phone that I listen to for fun. I but... do, <laughs> <laughs> but again, I get like mm-hmm. past that first segment. And I'm like, all right, good, mm-hmm. that happened, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and I move on with my life. But uh... aye, aye. I kind of <sighs> like the little like tongue trill at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's a good part. I can't teach Jamie how to do that. <laughs> mm. She can't do that. I don't think I can do that anymore. Yeah, I can do you, that. You can. That Jamie can't. 
Well, that's just changing the pitch. It's still the yeah. same thing. I can't no, do I, it either. Anyway. I can't do that on a, on a scale. I respect it. I just wanted to get you guys' opinion <laughs> on that. Really, Not even opinion. Honestly, I don't care. <laughs> I wanted to know if you've heard it. So, mm-hmm. once nope. again, Mel, it's all right. Matt, you're a disappointment, as always. <laughs> Naturally. Aww. And on that note, thank you, everyone, and good night. Three, two, four. Stick, trash bag, shatterproof glass, tailpipe tread like grease and chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. Fireball. Star Wars. No. Too much. <laughs>